I want to talk with you a little bit tonight about a rescue story. I love a good rescue story. Uh, one of my favorites happened just a couple of years ago. Uh, in Thailand, two years ago, about two and a half years ago, you may remember the story about a young soccer team, uh, boys between the ages of 11 and 16. Their soccer coach had found a cave that he wanted to go exploring with the, with the team. And so he took his team down into this cave exploring when all of a sudden a storm came. It was a monsoon. And the monsoon quickly filled the cave with water. Do you all remember this story? About two years ago. And the, uh, the, the team was trapped in the cave for two weeks. Over two weeks they were in this cave. And it captured the world's attention. Everyone was uh, praying for this soccer team that they would be rescued. And sure enough, after two weeks in the cave, the Thailand Navy uh, SEALs team uh, was able to rescue the boys. I love a good rescue story. I couldn't imagine what it must have been like to be one of those little boys in that cave. How scared they must have been. The questions they had, are we going to die? The questions they had about, are, 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 am I ever going to see my parents again? Am I ever going to see my family again? Praying for a rescue. Rescue from certain death. You know, it's been a really hard year. 2020 has not been kind to very many of us at all. We've been through the ringer this year. Uh, through just the pandemic, people that we know, people whom we love who got sick, people whom we know, people whom we love who didn't make it, people whom we know, people whom we love who are going to deal with the uh, side effects for years to come. And then there's everything else that happened this year. It's just been a, a really, really, hard year. You know, as we look back on 2020, it may be hard to see what good could come out of it. I was thinking about Christmas. Considering that it's Christmas Eve, it probably makes sense. But thinking about Christmas and how maybe for some of you, Christmas, this Christmas, Christmas 2020, could possibly redeem the whole year for you. It's possible that Christmas could rescue the year for you. And I want to talk a little bit about a rescue story as we talk about a simple Savior named Jesus. We have been going through a series here for Christmas called Simple Christmas. And it's all about how God sent a very simple Savior to the world to save the world. And we may be wondering, well, why did the world need saving? Why did the world need rescue? That's what I'd like to talk with you a little bit about this afternoon. In Luke chapter 2, verse 11, we're introduced to the shepherds, and an angel appears to them. And this is what the angel says. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. A Savior has been born to you, the angel said. 
A savior from what? What does a savior do? Um, I was looking up, uh, the New Testament was written in ancient Greek, and I, I was looking up the ancient Greek word for savior. It's the word soter. And its root word, it's a fun word to say, it's sozo. And sozo is a word that means rescuer, deliverer, or savior. To rescue, to deliver, or to save. And I thought about it for a minute and how the earth needed rescuing. The world needed rescuing. And God sent his son to rescue us. From what? From sin. Way back in the Garden of Eden, God made two people, Adam and Eve, and he gave them a simple command. He said, do not eat from this tree. There was a tree in the garden they were to eat from, and they disobeyed God. The serpent came along and tempted Eve, and Eve and Adam ate from the tree in the Garden of Eden, and God pronounced curses on Adam, Eve, and the serpent because of sin because they disobeyed God. And so this is the curse that God pronounced on the serpent in Genesis 3.15. God said, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. He's talking to the serpent, the enemy, the devil. He says, you will strike his heel. That heel strike was dealt at Calvary where Jesus went to the cross, and the devil thought he had won. The devil thought he had defeated Jesus. But it was not a permanent wound. It was merely a flesh wound. Thank you. Jesus was raised from the dead on the third day, just as he had predicted. God raised him from the dead on the, on the third day. And the first step he took out of that tomb was onto the head of the devil, onto the head of the enemy. He crushed the head of the enemy and defeated Satan and defeated death once and for all. And there is coming a day when Jesus will return to take us to our heavenly home. But until that day, we still suffer from the lingering effects of sin in our world. We still suffer from sin. But God came to save us from our sins. He sent Jesus to rescue us from our sins. After all, that's what the very name Jesus means. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, an angel told Joseph, she will give birth to a son, Mary will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The Greek name Jesus, the, the Hebrew name for Jesus is Joshua or Yeshua, which means Yahweh saves or God saves. Jesus' very name means that he is a savior, that he came to save us from our sins. We owed a debt of sin that we could not pay on our own without death. And Jesus came to rescue us. He came to save us. He came to deliver us from death and from sin and from sin's consequences. And he ascended into heaven after he was crucified and resurrected. He ascended into heaven and he is at the right hand of God the Father ruling and reigning over the universe. But he's coming back. In Philippians chapter 3 verse 20, 
Paul told the Philippian, the Philippian church, he says, our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, our citizenship is in heaven. I'm a resident of America, but I am a citizen of heaven. I belong in heaven. And you, if you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you belong in heaven. You do not belong to this world. You belong in heaven. That is where your citizenship lies. That is where you are truly going to feel at home. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, that Jesus is going to come back and take us to our rightful home. In Titus chapter 2, verse 13, uh, Paul told the young preacher Titus, we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus is our Savior, and we await the blessed hope of the glory of His appearing, that He is going to come back, and every eye will see Him, everyone will see Him, everyone will know that Jesus has come back. And when he does, like I said, he will take us to our heavenly home. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 14, the gospel writer John says, We have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. There is no other Savior other than Jesus Christ. He is the only one who can rescue you, the only one who can save you, the only one who can deliver you from sin and its consequences. He is the only way to be saved. It is only through Jesus Christ that you can have salvation and forgiveness of sins. And if you didn't know that, if you've never heard this kind of a message before, if, you've, if you're not familiar with what the Bible says about Jesus and about Him being our Savior, I want to I just tell you something so important. I want to just share with you a very simple truth. And that is, a simple Savior came to save you. A simple Savior came to save you. He came to rescue you, to deliver you. That you don't have to fear death. You don't have to fear eternity. No, you can have hope. And hope seems to be in such short supply this year. And you can have true and lasting hope beyond this life. True and lasting hope beyond the grave. You can have the hope of eternal life with God through Jesus Christ. If you will put your faith in Jesus, if you will put your trust in Jesus, if you will trust Him for forgiveness and salvation. You may wonder, well, how do I do that? It's so easy. You've got to believe you need to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, the Savior of the world, and that He died to save you from your sins and that God raised Him from the dead. You need to believe. You need to repent, which means to have a, a change of mind that leads to a change of behavior. You need to have a change of attitude toward God. And you need to turn away from your life of sin and turn to God for forgiveness. You need to acknowledge your faith by confessing Jesus as Savior and Lord, as it says in Romans chapter 10. You need to confess Jesus as Savior and Lord. And you need to get baptized. You need to surrender your life to Christ and obey Him fully by getting baptized. And it's a decision that no one else can make for you. It's a decision that you have to make for yourself. A decision that you have to decide for yourself that this is what you want to do. If you have placed your faith and trust in Jesus, then I have an encouraging word for you today. 
And that is to rejoice in the rescue. Rejoice in the rescue. If you are trusting Christ for salvation, I have good news for you. Good news of great joy. And that is, you are forgiven. The slate has been wiped clean. God has rescued you and saved you through His Son, Jesus Christ. And the good news about that is nothing can take that away from you. That Jesus died for your sins and He doesn't change the rules in the middle of the game. It doesn't become about anything other than God's grace. And so God has a free gift of salvation for every man, woman, and child on this planet. And if you're trusting Jesus for salvation, I want you to rejoice in the rescue. Joy, like I said, is in such short supply this year. It seems like we have so little to be joyful over, but I, I'm telling you right now that you can have joy in Jesus because He doesn't change. Your circumstances may change. Your situations may change. Your relationships may change. There may be constant change and turmoil all around you, but Jesus never changes. Your salvation doesn't change. It is yours, sealed by God's Holy Spirit, through faith in Christ. And you can rejoice in the rescue. You can rejoice in the fact that Jesus came to save you and rescue you. Joy is different than happiness. Happiness is circumstantial. Happiness is situational. You want to know how I know that? Give a kid a cookie. Give a kid a cookie and ask him or ask her, are you happy? They will say, yes. Yes, I am. And then they will eat the cookie. And then once they eat the cookie, you will ask them, are you happy? And the answer will be, no. No, I'm not. And the reason is because the cookie's gone. And they won't be happy again until you give them another one. And then you say, I'm not going to give you another one. And they'll never be happy ever again in their life. <laughs> Some of us are still angry about not getting that second cookie. Joy is not like happiness. Happiness is dependent upon your circumstances and your situation. Joy is dependent upon your Savior. He never changes. He will always love you. He will always forgive you. He will always be with you. He will never leave you. He will never abandon you. He will always be there with you. And that, my friends is a reason to have joy this Christmas. That is a reason to rejoice in the fact that we have been saved and that we have been rescued and that one day we will spend forever with Jesus.